Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Doesn't work. Because you don't listen to me. (laughs) You don't care what I say. (laughs) That's the crux of this, isn't it? You pointed at me last week and I just instantly went, welcome to the HIV podcast. This week I point at you, nothing. And I just wasn't ready for it. Right, do it again. Welcome to the HIV podcast. How are you doing this beautiful day? It's very warm day. It's 4,000 degrees today. Oh, God. As we know, I hate it. Bring on the snow. Bring on Christmas. Yes. Well, it's only just around the corner, isn't it? We've only got three three months. What are we in? September. What's your favourite Christmas song? Oh, probably Mariah Carey. That is a classic. That's a classic. What I want for Christmas. Yeah. Mine's the Pogues, another classic. I love singing along to Mariah Carey. We have the same sort of voice kind of level, tone, pitch. Do you? Is that is that? Yeah, I don't struggle with those high notes at all. You're hitting them and nothing's shattering in your house. No. No windows. No, it's just like one voice. Maybe we should put a Christmas concert on in the centre and you can be the star of the show. Oh, God, I'd love that. Love, we should get a karaoke machine. And I feel like you with the Pogues, it's the same, isn't it? Your voice is identical to his. To to Shane, Shane McGowan, is that what you're saying? I think my smile's similar. (laughs) (laughs) We're like one, me and Shane, we're as one. Do you know, I've got those people in their cars going, please don't talk about Christmas. It's the summer. What on earth are you doing? So I, do you know what? I'm so sorry, everyone. Didn't mean to take us off there on the tangent. I just love Christmas and hate the heat. Um, Anyway, I have something exciting to say today. We need you. We want all of you. Well, not all of you, because actually I'd never be able to fit you all into one episode. But we want your input for our World AIDS Day episode. Now, I know I know, we're way, way, way off, but obviously we do actually do some planning. We do do some work here. And as you all know, we're also very busy trying to save our property. So forward planning is the way forward. Now, 
For our World AIDS Day episode, it's going to be all around disclosure and it'll be the second disclosure episode that we're actually making. And ideally, what we'd really love is a voice note because we want to be able to play these on the podcast so people can hear your voices. But if you would rather send like a DM or an email, that's absolutely fine to read out. We want everyone to be able to be involved. Now, I said the episode is on disclosure. So basically, this episode sort of a bit twofold. So it's around you know, hearing real voices, real advice, real stories from people. What advice would you give to somebody who is listening to this, who is newly diagnosed? Or conversely, maybe someone sending this episode to a friend, partner, colleague, family member to let them know that they are HIV positive. What advice would you give to that person listening about what would be helpful to say when someone discloses their status to you? Or what would be very unhelpful? Any examples that you've had that are have been good or bad what to say what not to say take your pick basically but the episode is around disclosure so send us a voice note please don't do it on instagram because they expire after 24 hours and you can never listen to them again i will put the details below this episode around how to contact us and i'll also put it on our instagram as well so you can find it We would need these by the 31st of October. I know that's not that far away, but it's just we need to get everything organised, edited to put in and and see what we're going to use. So please, please do get in touch. And if you have any questions, um, then let us know. And obviously we will mention who you are when, if you want us to, if you're happy with that, when we're playing the voice note. So 172 countries around the world will hear a little bit of your advice. So yeah, please do get involved. Oh, I quite like that. So please be aware, obviously, before you send them, we may have to edit them down slightly just because some might be super lengthy. And we will try if we get absolutely overwhelmed. Well, do you know, if we get overwhelmed, I'm sure we'll do more than one episode. Yeah. That's basically how I'm going to leave it. And we will let you know, obviously, if we're going to use your your piece. Well, you can use your like voice notes app either on your phone and record it, email it over to us. Or you can literally use WhatsApp voice notes that we can use and download as well. But anyway, yes, I'll put all the details below and I will remind everyone. But please have a think because, you know, we don't have guests on our show as people will be aware of we get we often get contacted by people who are like oh you know I'd love to come on and I'd love to chat about things and obviously we can't do like a 20 minute segment so please don't send us something that's that's long but a few sentences would be fantastic and this is a way for you to be part of our podcast and to be on it including everyone got the enormous eyes out everybody she means business very excited about this so that's probably why I've got Christmas on my mind if I'm honest because I've also got December the 1st on my mind for our dates day Oh, see, now I want to sing. Don't, please. I really meant that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on with the episode, shall we? On with the podcast. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Cut this out. Don't the bit where I was going to say, okay, no, no. And then why did you change your mind at the last minute? You went to, you started to say the word okay and then changed your mind halfway. I'm trying to stop saying it. Trying to be more articulate. You don't see anyone on the BBC News starting a sentence with OK, do you? Yeah, that's true. It's how I'm, it's a level of broadcasting just that I feel we're at. I like it. I like it. You're confident in it. You're like, we are like BBC News presenters. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, they don't say anything. They're very professional. We're very professional. Don't you listen to this podcast, Sarah? 
They do, Jess, all the time. And it's just like a constant car crash. The more car crashy it gets. Always listen to it. If I'm going out for a walk, so if you send me the edit to listen to, I will go for a walk and listen to it. And I find that the more car crashy it is, the faster I walk. Because I'm <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you te- oh, I love it. The other day I was listening to it before it went out obviously like I said you know we edit it I have to re-listen to it make sure everything's fine I had some headphones on and I was doing the washing up and Ben started chatting to me and you know it's a bit annoying when someone talks to you you've got headphones on so I'm like what and he was like oh are you laughing at me have I done something funny I was like no I'm laughing at the podcast and he was like that you are on you're laughing at yourself and I was like and Sarah we're (laughs) hilarious (laughs) at least least, you know at least we make ourselves laugh right well yes so I love yeah. it. I love the the more the more off the wall it is for me. I'm not going to lie, the better. Yes, like, we have to yeah. kind of stick to the brief. Yeah, that's. But you're so good at bringing us back. But as we know, this is the most stressful hour of my week. It really is. I'm so sorry. Shall we begin? Yeah. Should we get it over with for you? Because then you can just go and have a lie down, recover, start preparing. Yes. For week. Covered in chocolate buttons. What? That sounds, I mean, it's very apt for our porn episode, but <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> okay. I don't need on. a fluffer, Jess. I just need a bag of buttons. A bag of buttons. No, that is your fluffer. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> oh. Okay, so, uh, yes, porn episode four? Yeah, episode yeah. four. Yeah, so we've got this one, and then next week, and next week's is our fifth and final one, right? Yes, it is. So we are featuring during the course of this mini series two men and two women involved in the porn industry. So we're looking at the second woman this week. Her name is Cameron Bay. How's her surname? Is that like B A E, like Bay? B A Y, like Bay. oh, like Summer Bay in Home and Away. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> So Cameron Bay, she doesn't know how she contracted HIV, but it is extremely likely it was through working in the porn industry. So the Daily Mail, I know it's not our newspaper of choice. I'm leaving. Well, they interviewed her. I mean, I I said in the last episode, didn't I, that trying to find information about women in the porn industry affected by HIV is actually quite difficult because they've just got no coverage at all. So, you know, it was slim pickings. We take what we can get. I like your attitude. So the Daily Mail interviewed her in 2013 and declared she was the first female porn star to go public with her diagnosis. I mean, that's not true. Brooke was public way before that. But, you know, Daily Mail, love a headline grabber. Yeah, so Brooke was who we talked about in last week's episode. Yeah, she did go public before. Yeah, yeah. in fact, you know, when I read this, I was like, oh, I have to check this out. And so the LA Times article that we used last week, that was published in 2003. So we're 10 years on now because we're in 2013. So this is a good way to see how things have changed for women in the porn industry. I feel like it's going to be depressingly predictable. It is. If you could see the stack of buttons I've got next to this laptop. What, ready to smother yourself in, in 30 degree heat? Yeah. It's awful. It's just be a sticky mess, Sarah. <laughs> Fraser will get home and he'll be like, what have you done? And you're just, just covered in melted chocolate. Oh, I'm going to add that description to my LinkedIn profile. A sticky mess. A sticky mess. Some Some say a sticky mess. Yeah. So Cameron's story is similar in some way 
to Brooks. She's calling for porn producers to encourage safe sex. She felt she was naive trusting the industry, especially the industry process for checking for HIV. And she says she was told by other performers not to ask for condoms. So she had no choice, really, but to go along with that advice. So she's saying, look, it's really competitive industry. There's always someone there, younger or sexier, willing to do something that you're not. And she says, because of that, there needs to be more choices and condoms should be a choice. Exactly what you were saying last week. That's terrible, isn't it? That she was, you know, it's not terrible that she was given that advice. It's terrible that that advice is required that that happens it's like yeah don't ask for condoms even though that representative last week his stance wasn't it was well it's on the performer to to ask to use condoms well clearly they just wouldn't use those those performers would they no i think if you've got a performer who's like quite laid back and doesn't even ask for condoms and one who does you're going to go for the one that doesn't easier to work with yeah it's just terrible so yeah, I think life is all about in the porn industry, just compliance. Survival. I would actually go one further and say it's about survival because like you yes. said, just going to do anything to keep your career, aren't you? Yes. I was going to say not sticking your head above the parapet, but realise that after head you spoke. <laughs> not sticking your head, probably a different term altogether. No sticking your head. <laughs> That's something new we can bring in. No sticking your head. Oh, oh okay. So, oh, see, I said, okay. Edit out all of the okays, Jess. This will keep her quiet for the rest of the day. <laughs> At least. Yeah. The article says that Cameron performed in her first porn scene a few months ago, but after just nine more scenes, she tested positive for HIV. Wow. So she really hadn't been in the industry for that long. No. She didn't know when or from whom she contacted the disease. That's the Daily Mail. See, they love calling it a disease, don't they? It's a virus. And she says the reason she doesn't know is because none of the male performers she worked with used condoms. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's sad. Like we said, so it's typical, isn't it? Sadly unpredictable that that's the situation. It is. And I think, you know, it's 10 years on from the last article or the last time, you know, with Brooke and Mark Wallace and the great porn scandal. This is what I was saying to you. I mean, they call it the great porn scandal, but I mean, it was just the first scandal, in my opinion, of many others. Yeah, the initial. That's what yeah. it's called, the initial porn scandal. Yeah, because nothing has changed. Cameron says another actress advised her to never bring up the subject of condoms because they'll always have somebody waiting to replace you. So their pressure is real in this for you not to kind of mention unprotected sex. Yeah, it's it's all about total compliance. Yeah. No, not to mention unprotected sex, to mention protected sex. Brilliant. Didn't even know my own stuff. <laughs> it's coming off the rails now. I got what you meant. Right. And that belief, what she says, is backed up uh, to a certain extent by somebody, well, people like Larry Flint, who worked for Hustler. I know who Larry Flint is, yeah. Have you seen the film, The People versus Larry Flint? No. Is he awful? Oh, see, do you know what? Allegedly awful, we should say. Don't want to be Is he allegedly awful? (laughs) That's amazing. I can't remember. I watched a film. So there's a film with Woody Harlson in it, and he plays Larry Flint. From what I remember, I feel like they made him out to be a bit of a rock star. Oh, I might go back he's... and watch this and, and report next week. Oh, so he's a publisher of Hustler. Yes. Famous poor magazine. Quite a powerful man, I would imagine. Um, and he says in this article, uh, they spoke to him and they said, people don't want to see adult films where people are wearing condoms. So this is a very kind of deep rooted belief that this is the audience are calling for this. And therefore, you know, we have to kind of meet their demands. 
So she can, I mean, you can see why women like Cameron felt obliged to go along with it and have condomless sex, because how do you argue that point? So nobody is asking people like Larry Flint to back up his observa- his observation, sorry, with evidence or asking him why audience opinion is prioritised over performer safety. It's money, money, asked, isn't it? Money, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I just find it fascinating that he says that, and it's not the first person we had the guy in the last episode as well, that adamant, this is what the audience want. And nobody is saying, prove it, back up what you're saying. How do you know? How many films have you released where you've only used condoms versus how many haven't? And were the viewing figures the same? Because at the end of the day, porn is porn, surely. Or maybe I'm missing the point. I suppose, are you buying porn because you want to see those penetration shots? Perhaps, yeah. Let's be honest, maybe that's it. I mean, in this day and age, you could probably AI it, couldn't you? Yeah. I still really understand the whole AI thing and it just freaks me out. I don't know. Do you know what, Sarah? It'd be really interesting. Maybe I'll try and have a look around to see if there has ever been any kind of research into people calling for just like bareback porn and things like that. Is there ever been anything or is it all just opinion? Did they put videos out, like you said, and people just didn't buy them? I don't know. And they're all they're men's opinions, aren't they? I mean, this industry is heavily focused on men male audience male producers male production companies yeah all saying not all, well all saying the same thing that no 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 there's no women influence it's not a balanced choice is it or a balanced opinion yes yes that's true and i do think that you know, it's just a cover-up for not wanting to change it it's just much easier isn't it just to not have the cost of condoms or to worry about ratings it's like we said so many times mr trick could have made a massive difference to the industry and led the way for everyone to use condoms and he chose not to and i'm not impressed larry flint a lot of people learn a lot about sex from porn whether we like that or not that's true and actually if we were seeing more condoms in porn perhaps that would have changed some of our perceptions around sex so you're right yeah it's almost like saying hot sex is condomless because that's what we see in porn right and that's what we're taking as hot that's what we should be doing. We're looking at that as sort of our, our benchmark. Just madness. Cameron says um, in her interview, I mean, she's very honest. Uh, she says for one scene uh, that she filmed, she was offered the option of a condom. The scene involved bondage and anal sex. I've, I don't know why that scene would warrant the offer of a condom and others don't. But she declined because she said she knew that her male star co-star had tested negative. Again, what if he was in the window period? We talked about how often to test and where, oh. I know. What she says is, I was very new to the industry. And when I was told I was safe to shoot, I was like, okay, cool. She said, I had no idea. I really didn't understand. And that is the crux of the matter, isn't it? Because she didn't understand the risks involved because no one explained them to her. Yeah. So you're just like, well, someone would say if there might be an issue here, someone would let me know. And it's like, oh, no. It almost, I suppose, in some respects, feeds off people's naivety, I guess. Oh, I think they exploited that. Yeah. Most definitely. because, And they would also say that it was up to the performer to explore those risks or understand those risks. Come and do with us. We're just filming, you know. See, this is why OnlyFans is good, though, right? I'm bringing us back to OnlyFans, Sarah, because you are what do they call it? Ethical porn, right? You are in charge of your own self, of yourself. You are in charge of your own self. (laughs) But you can choose what you're doing. You can choose how safe you're doing it. You can choose what you're putting out. I think that's a great idea. It's a bit like, um, there's a whole movement, isn't there, around ethical porn? And I suppose it's a bit like shop local type thing. Okay. 
Well, I think that's a good move. I think you know anything that doesn't involve global production companies putting pressure on their performers is a is a good way. And it's you know it's like I said, porn's porn, isn't it? Whether you're watching a because there are a lot of things on the internet that aren't professional productions. I remember right. Do you remember when we did that episode um, about what was it about? Something in the eighties was it sex in the eighties? Oh, was it about the leaflet, the HIV leaflet that went through? I can't remember. Doors? And I put sex in the 80s into Google and it came up with people in their 80s having sex. I mean, they were not professionally filmed, some of those. And I would like to point out, I didn't watch many, but curiosity got the better of me. And how were they? No oh. one wants to see someone's wrinkly old ball bag swinging around. I don't get the appeal of it. Some people might. But, well, there must be an audience for it. Yeah. Just a lot of something for everyone, isn't there? Something for everyone, I reckon. Well, yes, yes. That's well, that's beauty of the internet, isn't it? But I was just like, oh, not for you. No, I wouldn't have said they were professionally filmed. God, that was a horrific afternoon. Sounds like it's like sort of etched into your memory. Well, it is because I was genuinely looking for comments around people who had sex in the nineteen eighties. So sometimes the internet totally takes you by surprise, doesn't it? And you're like, oh, God. It really does. But I enjoy it for that. I feel like it knows what you actually wanted. And it was like, no, no, no. (laughs) no. (laughs) You're going to have this today. You're going to have granddad goat balls. Anyway, it's good to see that the restrictions on our internet really work. (laughs) These firewalls or whatever you've got to stop hideous stuff getting through. No, we don't have. Well, we can't in our job, Sarah. You know how you, when you work in some companies, they restrict literally like everything except for like the BBC News website or something. Not here, not a TVPS. No, that's very true, actually. Yes, I think local authorities in particular, I remember sending something through to a local authority once and they couldn't open it because it had the word sex in it or something. Yeah. It's like, but you work in public health. Yeah, and we're talking that's... about safe sex, but it still yeah. won't let it send through, will it? Because their computer's like, no, no. Even if it's safe sex, guys, we're not talking about it. Just no sex. Yeah. I don't think that's the answer. No, no, I don't. It was very, I can't remember how I sent it to them in the end. Probably used the post. A pigeon, a carrier pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) No, remember I'm very middle class, just have an owl. An owl, oh, like you're at Hogwarts. God, yes. What house would you be in? Uh, I quite like Hufflepuff. I knew you were going to say Hufflepuff. I just knew it. What would you be? I think I want to be in Gryffindor, but I'd probably be in Slytherin. We've talked about this before, haven't we? When I went to Harry Potter land and it was terrible and I had green hair and the woman was like, your cape says Gryffindor, but your hair says Slytherin. And I wanted to die. (laughs) But anyway, we'll send it by Al. Perfect. Love it. Yeah. No, Hufflepuff seems to be full of people, like nice, kind people, not too competitive, although I am quite competitive. Just like, you know, no pressure. Gryffindor, you're all super achievers. Was Ron a super achiever? Let's move on. So the film company called Kink, I've heard of Kink. Uh, they were behind the production that Cameron was in, where she, uh, she may have contracted HIV. And they confirmed a condom had been offered, but that she had declined to use it. They were all about not taking responsibility. Yeah, aren't they? Passed in the buck. Yep. So since contracting HIV, Cameron has discovered that her health insurance will not cover her treatment. I know, again, the same as Brooke last week. So while injuries such as the damage caused to one of Bay's breasts during a shoot are covered by workers' compensation, her HIV diagnosis is not because it's impossible to know which set she contracted HIV on. So she's got to cover the medical bills alone. 
what a horrible loophole because that would be so hard to try and prove in itself if if you're a, a porn performer we know you're going to be pressured into doing lots of shoots bareback so how is she ever supposed to know so it's almost like that insurance was would never work because how's she ever going to prove it oh you're right so even if the company has got insurance it's not going to pay it's, it's worthless I'd be really, really interested, I don't know how we'd ever find this out, to know if one of those policies had ever covered somebody who contracted while working. I bet there's very few. I mean, insurance companies are experts, aren't they, at getting out of claims anyway? Yes. Oh, my God. Maybe this is like a scandal. This is the, oh, my God, this is the great porn scandal. I was going to say we're like Erin Brockovich, but this, the fact that could you actually ever get a payout for the insurance? Would your medical bills ever be covered by this? This is what I mean. It wasn't just one scandal. It was scandal after scandal. Scandalous, some might say. Oh, like the song. Yeah. Who sang that? Mystique. Alicia Dixon. What were they called? Mystique, yeah. Mystique, yes. What a tune. Yeah. That's literally what came into my head as well. It shows our age, doesn't it? Okay, after Cameron's HIV diagnosis, a six-day moratorium was put in place to prevent further cases being spread. There's some sort of six-day ruling on HIV that we don't know about. I don't actually understand that at all. I don't understand it. Um, a week after the moratorium was lifted, two more porn actors tested positive for HIV. One of them was Cameron's boyfriend, Rod Daly, but he also worked in the industry. And Cameron believes the moratorium should have been in place for longer. And she's been trying to raise awareness of the importance of safe sex on the set. Good for her. I mean, she said... Had she been properly informed, she would have demanded a condom each time she worked. She said, at the end of the day, it's about your safety. She's absolutely right. And a piece of paper that says you're clear to shoot doesn't mean anything. She's so right. She's so, so right. I know. I I mean, I actually feel really um, sorry for her because what she's saying is, you know, nobody told me that the risks that were involved. Um, had I known, then I would have insisted on condoms, but everybody else is saying, don't ask for them, just do it, because otherwise you won't be included in the film anyway, and you're not going to get paid. Mm. I feel like it's a no-win situation. And, you know, she's young. She doesn't have all the answers. Nobody does. And the film com- production companies should be giving her those answers. <laughs> we, we, we both then shook our heads in silent unison. <laughs> Don't like this industry, Jess. I'm not impressed. It's. I mean, this is definitely less upbeat than I thought this mini series would be. So. <laughs> you know, I was like, porn. Oh, no. oh, I'm just not impressed with the porn. You, the porn industry is awful. You're going to have to start boycotting those films that you like to watch. You're, you're obsessed. You're obsessed with me watching porn, aren't you? <laughs> oh not. no, it's become an unhealthy obsession. I don't ask you what you do at the weekend anymore. I don't know. Yeah. You, Ben, bluffing. Duster. I was, I was yep. bluffing, See? bluffing I each other off. That's what we call it. Bluffing each other off. <laughs> Sorry, that's horrible, isn't it? I might start trying to make that a thing. What are you doing? Just fluffing each other off? Oh, my gosh. Bernice must be so proud. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, she must be. She must be really enjoying this episode. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, we've reached the end of Cameron's story. I think everybody's very clear of how we feel about the porn industry. Uh, Next week, we are going to look at the most famous porn star of them all. Wait, is it Ron Jeremy? No, you've completely ruined that now, haven't you? But wait, hang on. I would say Ron Jeremy is the most famous porn star that I can think of. Or Debbie from Debbie Does Dallas. 
I've got John C. Holmes. I have never heard of him. What was he in? All, all my favourite classics, Sarah. All my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a lot of films. I've never heard of him either. Is that how he's described? What, as in by his name? <laughs> you said the most famous book. Oh, no, that's... Well, yeah, but it's on his Wikipedia, so he probably wrote that himself. But I do have information to back up. That okay. I do. Yeah, he's he's one of the most... Let's do that link again. Next week, we look at one of the most famous porn stars of them all, John C. Holmes. Oh, I said that a bit jauntily, didn't I? We'll do it again. Oh, no. If you are listening to this, just end it now. Yeah. It's not no yeah. point listening to me trying to get this line out. Yeah, just say his name and then I'll cut it, Sarah. Okay? Just say his name and then everyone can go home. <laughs> get it correct. Okay? Deep breath. Oh, oh I knocked the fan over. <laughs> and also, I feel a bit bullied. John C. Holmes. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and video. The HIV podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.